Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Jesus, Savior of the world. Amen. Are you alive today? Yeah. Oh, it's time for the word of God. So. So. There's a song that says, I really like Sunday mornings. And um, uh, we came here to meet God. Amen. Oh, your amens are weak. I can see some backsliders at the back there who are still sitting down. We are standing. It's the time to stand. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's time to stand. It's time for the word of God. So we stand. Amen. But I really, really like Sunday mornings because we come to hear what God has to say to us. That's my favorite part, to hear from God. Amen. And I believe today your life will not be the same. How many of you tuned in to give thyself holy this week? Yeah, it was something, wasn't it? Yeah, and the, the, the best is always at the last. See, the glory of the latter house is greater than the former. And today... We have in our midst God's great teacher of the word of God. And um, you know that the, the Bible talks about, I'm not talking too much by the way, I'm not talking too much. The Bible talks about the tongue of the learned. It says the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned so that I can speak a word in season to him that is weary. And when God blesses a man with the tongue of the learned, everybody goes, everyone who is tired spiritually comes alive because of the tongue that God has blessed him with and so today maybe it's your first time maybe somebody brought you you are in for a treat today God is going to give his servant a word to bring you to life and to encourage every tired soul and to bring to life every every dead spirit God is bringing you to life in Jesus name now there's a song that we sing when we are bringing the preacher up Today, by the way, today I'm going to hear my favorite preacher, our prophet, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. And um, the, 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 the Bible uses the word didacticos. It's a Greek word. It means apt to teach. And he, is, he has the serenity when he's teaching. And you are in for a treat. You know, for those who drink alcohol, those the people who drink alcohol, I, I don't drink alcohol, but those who drink alcohol, there's beer... And then there's uh, vodka, and then there's, uh, there's palm wine, and there's um, whiskey. But then there's something called fine wine, God's choice servant. But there's a song, a treat. You're about to hear the word of God from one of God's choice servants. But there's a song that we sing. And when we sing that song, it makes us have faith that even though last week didn't work, God has something for us this week. Even though last year was difficult, next year there's hope. 
And that song says that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. And, and then it says nothing is impossible when we hack into His Word. So let's sing this song of faith as we bring our pastor to the stage. It's impossible. Come on, everybody sing it. you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Possible when you're trusting your life is about to change. Hack into the voice, to the voice of God today. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Father, thank you for the great blessing we have today in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray with thanksgiving. Guide us, Holy Spirit. Lead us and let your will be done. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I like, I like Sunday morning. I like Sunday morning. Let's go with it. Sweet. 
Wonderful. Now, I want to welcome those online. All right, onlineers. Online. You're welcome. Just fifties you have ever had. Just fifteen minutes. Because there are times you must have short messages. So today my message is entitled, What Shall I Pay Attention To? What shall I pay attention to? Second Timothy chapter 1 and we're going to read from verse number 7, verse number 6. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Amen. Amen. I put you in remembrance and I'm telling you to do not neglect uh, stir up, sorry, stir up, stir it up. Yes. Stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. So, God has given everybody a gift. If you are here and you think you are giftless, it's not true. You have a gift. And your gift will be used by God. And when you do keep coming to church... And keep serving the Lord. God keeps adding gifts to your life. Amen. I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. And throughout the time that I've been serving the Lord, I have received Different gifts. Well, you see, it's also by faith. So how do you know you receive the gift? I, I cannot take you to my house and show you a wardrobe and say, this is a gift that I received. Because it's spiritual. And you have to believe that you have received a gift. And if you don't believe now, I don't know when you will start believing. Yeah, because we are going to heaven soon and there will be no need to believe anything there. So this is your last chance to believe. Tell your neighbor, this is your last chance to believe things. This is your last chance to believe things. It's, and it's getting late in the day for you to believe things. So, so I don't believe anything. Yes, it's too late now. So start being quick to believe. Let's believe things. Believe, you are, believe there's a call. Believe there's a gift. Yes. Now what is your gift? Your gift is often something you do easily. That 
Sometimes people wonder, like singing, you know, if you can sing. You know, like, let's say she was just singing. Man, I can't do it at all. But I can write it. I can write it. But I can't sing it. And I can produce it, but I can't sing it. It's fantastic. One of the things about gifts is that gifts are like uh, small things, very small. Like, it's almost like, you know, since we had the digital spectrum of things, you see that every dot, like 91.7, 91.8 is different from 91.7, different from 91.9, is different from 92. 2.0. So, like, dot is often something that you do easily and uh, without struggling. You know, one day I went to a stable, one of my father's horses, and he was sleeping. The horse was sleeping on his feet. You see, that's how they sleep. They stand and sleep. But you, you don't stand to sleep. It's not your gift. You get it? So the horse will feel that he's rested after standing all night. Whilst you don't feel you've rested after standing all night. So what shall I pay attention to Pay attention to your gift. A number of things. All right? Then, number two. Uh, the next verse. I told you, today's the shortest message. When we get to the end, then we see. Verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Pay attention to what you are afraid of. He says, God, look at the verse. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, love, and of a sound mind. Fear is the beginning of many bad things. And fear affects all of us. But pay attention to what you fear. Why? Because fear is a spirit. It's a demon. Look at it. God has not given us the attitude of fear, the, the mood of fear, the feeling of fear. No, the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Now, what, why, why should you notice what you fear? You must notice what you fear because fear is a demon guarding the prize that you are supposed to lay your hands on. So you are often afraid of the very thing which God has as a prize for you. Yes. Watch the things that you, like, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. Often, it's a, it's a guardian spirit. A guardian spirit. That is keeping you. So, keeping you away. So, you fear obeying the call of God. You fear maybe going into full-time ministry. Or you fear 
going into something that you sense God is leading to. Fear is not, or you fear marriage. You say, fear woman. So, Charlie, be careful of marriage. You get it? <laughs> fear woman and live long. Hey. So, because of that, you stay away from marriage and become a serial fornicator. Type fear is a guardian spirit. It's guarding certain things. You're afraid of starting your building project. You're afraid of building a house. You don't have money. You're afraid of building your church. You're afraid of giving. Now, I told you today is short, but let me tell you this story. So you can add two minutes for this story. Some years ago, I was invited to um, Panama. You'll be there soon. And when, just before I got to the church and then from New York, so just before I left, I was in the church and then um, somebody told me, that uh, I have been invited also to Colombia to preach. So when I get to Panama, they want me to fly from Panama to Colombia, which is next door. You have you heard of Colombia? Yes. Well, Pablo Escobar. Yes, those people. I think he had just died actually a few years before then. Yes. But anyway, I didn't know anything. I've never heard Pablo. I just heard of him recently. <laughs> But, uh, so, just before, I said, oh, wow, I've been invited to preach in Colombia. Then, a brother came to tell me that the Catholic sister who had given us a church building to use as our church told her that, I just told him that Colombia is very dangerous and that their Catholic priest was doing a communion. Whilst he was doing the communion, they came up to him and they shot him in the church. I said, hey, that's serious. Then, what are all these? And I've just been invited to this place too. Then they said, oh, there was a brother, there was a church. He, was, he just opened the door after church. He was going to church. So somebody came to him and shot him. I said, hey, this is very serious. Then, Bishop, that is in Colombia. All these are in Colombia, where I've been invited to. Then the last straw was that the, the Bishop Joel told me that oh, the American embassy have written that they would not advise any of their citizens to go to Colombia. I said in the name of Jesus, that is the end of Colombia. I'll, I'll never go there. By the mouth of two or three, it is confirmed. Oh, yes. I was filled with fear. But remember what I say that notice the things you are afraid of. So as we were flying to um, Panama, in the middle of the flight, I had a dream. Yes. Very uncomfortable plane. I was in the economy department. 
Oh, yes. I was economizing. <laughs> In the dream, I, I don't want to because I told you this is just two minutes. I'll not tell you the dream because the dream is also another whatever. But at the end of the dream, when I sat up in the plane, it was very cold. I said, oh God, forgive me. I will go. I will go. I will not be afraid again. So when I got to Panama, I preached and the pastor came. He said, ah, here are pictures of our crusade. We, we want you to come preach. I said, I'll be there. When are we going? He said, tomorrow. I said, go. I got on the plane. You see, my heart, my heart was beating. You get it? Yes. Because I've had three stories. Catholic priest, this, American, whatever. Yes. When I arrived in Bogota, uh, no, in Barranquilla, at the door, when the door opened, there was a soldier with a machine gun. I think they, they were two. Are you a bispo a, a or whatever? I said, yeah. I said, they took me. Look, I've never been through. <laughs> there were soldiers. I didn't even see an immigration officer. Yeah. So many soldiers. Yeah. And then they took me through the luggage place. I don't know how, what happened. Straight into the car. When we got in the car, the man looked and said, Yeah, welcome. Then there was a gun, a, a pistol, a silver pistol in the front. And the windows were like this thick, bulletproof. That was the first time I've been in a bulletproof car. Yeah, and recently I was in another bulletproof car. Yes, in, in a country recently. But it was a bulletproof. You see, the, the window is about four glasses together like that and then we went top speed motorcycle on the level I said what is happening <laughs> because they've told us they don't advise us to come here oh yes when I go to the hotel he said upstairs so we went the lift up when we got they said wait in front of us they came then I was coming to the door said, wait. Then they opened the door like a movie. <laughs> then they went inside the room. I should wait outside. They went inside the room to sweep the room. Open here, open here. Sir. Then they came out and said, it's clear. You can come. I said, Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> oh, yes. And then we went to the crusade. I always had five guys on motorcycles with these modern machine guns. The type that they hold in the movie, you see that it looks light and it's spraying like modern. There they were, they were five. And their code was Cinco Cinco. When they say Cinco Cinco, Cinco Cinco, then it was them. They were with me throughout. Then they became about ten. Yes. When we arrived at the crusade the first night, 100,000 people there. I've never seen anything like that before. We 
wheelchairs, ambulances. I said, what is happening? He said, you are the speaker. I said, hey. <laughs> and initially, so the first night, there were so many miracles. Every night was something different. One night was blind. Another day was wheelchairs. If you have a picture, you can show. Yeah. Different. I mean, it was something wonderful. And I realized why I was afraid to come there. And then one night, somebody was raised from the dead. Yes. One lady came. She said she was, her child was dead. She went to the clinic in the afternoon. The child was declared dead. And they wanted her to leave the child in the fridge. But she brought the child to the crusade. And the child came alive during the crusade. So she brought the child on stage to testify. Oh, yes. The next day, when I came, they said, oh, they've put a dead man, they've brought the dead to the stage. Because the whole town has heard. So there was a man, I mean, a dead body. They put him with a white bed sheet. So when I got there, they said, oh, he's waiting for you <laughs> over there. This is Colombia. All these are Colombia. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got on stage, I went. The man was on this side. I went to the side and I looked. I said, hey. <laughs> Listen, by the time we left, all the soldiers came to kneel down. Then we have never seen anything like this before. Pray for us. We yeah. When I left, I survived. Yeah. Oh, yes. This, this must be. But you are, you are not showing the right thing. Find the right place and show. Oh, yes. Now, yeah. Yeah. This is a stadium. Yeah. Two layers. 23 years ago. Yeah. Okay, find the right thing and then, yeah. Listen, are you still around? Yeah. Watch out, pay attention to the things that you are afraid of. You'll be surprised that that is where this, the, 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 the victory may be. Yeah. But I don't want to start. You start, God will be with you. Amen. Now, verse 8. Who has saved us? Yeah, what are you showing? Who has saved us and called us? Verse 9. Be who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. 
Amen. What I want, what you have to notice here is, what should I pay attention to? The next thing you must pay attention to is your salvation. Who has saved us? Look at the verse. Saved us, okay? So pay attention to the fact that you are saved. And never stop trying to help others to be saved. You are not saved because you are born in a Christian home. You are not saved because your mother is saved. Yes. Adolf Hitler's mother uh, took him to church and made him join the choir. Adolf Hitler was in like, a, like how these choristers are in the choir. Yes. Hitler in the choir. And Joseph Stalin. Stalin. Who's, who fought with Hitler and killed so many people. He was also in the choir. His mother also took him to church. And he was also in the choir. But I want you to know salvation is not something that is automatic in every family. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. The Bible says there were two, there was a certain man who had two sons. The younger of them said, give me the portion of my goods. And he left his father's house. The, the younger one. The older one stayed behind. The younger one was a fool. So you may come from the same home. The prodigal son ended up in rags. He didn't have money to even buy chalewati. From the same womb, from the same parents. So the way you turn out depends on your reaction to your parents. Not on your parents, but your reaction to them. Your reaction to their rebukes. Your reaction to their leadership. Your reaction to their covering. You can have the same church, the same pastor giving rise to sons and you have different reactions, different behaviors from the same source, the same womb. And so you learn that the outcome of a child is the same. Producing an apparently good and an apparently bad child. But it is because of your response, your reaction to whatever it is that is coming, which is the same thing that is coming to all the children. I learned that from Mike Medock. Mike Medock said, it is your reaction to your father and your reaction to your parents that leads to how you become. Yes. He said his sister... His father was a pastor, and his sister came back to the town where they were and came to sing in a nightclub. And she said it broke her father's, his father's heart. What is that? His this is what his daughter, he was a pastor, but this is what his daughter was doing in the same town. Yeah. And he was explaining that the reaction of a child to the same parents that have made him a pastor 
but it's now this other one is nightclub singing. So may you react properly to your parents, to your church, to your pastor. Yes. And be grateful for your salvation. And you must be saved. Not everybody is saved. The Bible says there were two women grinding at the mill. One was taken, one was left. The Bible says two men will be in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Yes. So the fact that you are sitting by somebody doesn't mean that when Jesus comes, both of you will go to heaven. You may be holding the person's hand and you'll be going up like that. Shall I buy? And you go up as a helicopter to glory. So the first thing, the third thing you must be concerned about and pay attention to is your salvation. That's why we used, that's why we used to sing the song, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why Jesus loved me. attention to the fact that you are saved and that not everybody is saved and that some people are going to go straight to hell unless the Bible is not true but from what I've seen of the Bible how the things work out hell is real yes. where would I be where would I be if Jesus didn't love me He loves. He loved me. That's what I think the words are. I don't know why he loved me. 
and I don't know why he cared. Yes. I don't know why he loved me so much to die for me. And I don't know why he cared. Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why Jesus loved me. are glad that you are saved. Charlie, it's difficult for unsaved people to be saved though. When you see them manifesting, I mean, you wonder what can save this man and what can change him. Church and Christianity is so far-fetched, so distant, so, so foreign, so, so difficult to relate with for them, for unsaved people. They find it so difficult. Well, what is this religion? Why is there a problem? Do you have a problem? Why do you go to church? Is there a problem in your family? What do you need? Thank God that you are sitting here coolly in the house of the Lord serving the Lord. I, mean, I can't imagine if I was not saved. Recently I met some people almost to the age of 70 never gone to church they don't know what will make them go to church when they see us and they see church it looks so foreign to them that's what makes me to sing this song I don't know why Jesus was able to select me from my family and choose me and save me I'm always grateful that's what puts me in the ministry it's my gratefulness to God that has made me to be in the ministry today. I don't know why. I don't know why Jesus loved me. chapter 1 so the third thing you must think pay attention to is your salvation and the fourth and the last thing is your calling yeah look at the verse it says who has saved us and called us so there's nothing like salvation without a calling like salvation without being called if you are saved you are called I learned from Derek Prince 
And I'm learning to mention his name because I learned at the conference, testimony is by the word of two. That's why I'm mentioning their names of the people. Yes. I learned this verse from Derek Prince. I read it for many years, but he, he preached, saved and called. Yes. Saved and called. There's nothing like salvation without calling. If you are saved, God will call you. Yeah. That's why Paul said, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So before you even came into this world, you were called. You were saved and you were called. Amen. What was the first thing I said you should pay attention to? Number one, pay attention to your gift. Number two, Pay attention to what you are afraid of. Fear is a guardian spirit. Number three, pay attention to your salvation. So anytime there is an opportunity to help somebody to be saved, to invite somebody to church for someone to be saved, pay attention to it. Amen. And then number four and the last one is what? Pay attention to your calling. Amen. Now, as we conclude, Isaiah 65, and we are all going to read it together beautifully from verse 12. It helps to throw some more light on paying attention to your calling. I don't know what God has called you to do, but somebody said, I don't know my calling. Me too. Me too. I'm still searching out for my calling to be clear. Amen? Amen? Yes. Keep on probing. Keep on probing. Keep on probing. When I finished medical school, I wanted to be a parasitologist. After I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. At a point, I wanted to be a pathologist. Uh, so many different things. You get what I'm saying? But then, I finally eased my way into the ministry. So now I'm in the ministry trying to follow my calling. Amen. Are you with me? It is not unusual to not know your calling. And usually everybody starts with a general calling. Yes. Don't doctors start with a general then later on they become a specialist of the left toe. A specialist of the right toe. Hey, I have a friend who is a specialist of toe, toes in uh, Abu Dhabi or one of those places. Yes, my mate. He operates on toes. It's those, those little bones. So anybody who has a bone, uh, toe, see me. I'll, I'll, I'll send you to him. Yeah. Pay attention. Yes. I've always been interested in what am I called to. Even now I'm interested in what is my calling. You know, one time I, I saw, I had a vision, and I saw three jars. Three jars of oil. No. I was wondering what are these three? Why are they three? So I've been, you know, thinking about it. 
The other day I was thinking what it, what it means. But I knew that it was an anointing. Because there was oil in it. Receive an anointing and a grace in the name of Jesus. Now, I heard Derek Prince tell a story because he, he said everybody, every male in his family was a military officer in the British Army. Every, his father, grandfather, uncle, everybody. So he himself was in the army. Yes. But he was not. There was a senior officer in India. He was born in India. A senior officer in India was invited by the viceroy. The viceroy is uh, like how we call a governor of Ghana. Like Gajisberg. It was called viceroy, not governor, in India. Was invited to his palace for a meeting. And the I did a general or kennel. He sent a message that he was busy and that he would not, he would not be able to come. So it was a dinner. It was just a dinner. It was a, it was a dinner. So he sent a message that he, he couldn't come. Derek Prince said, he said, the trouble that came to that officer for refusing, to, for not coming to the dinner, not, I mean, to a job, Dinner or some party, something. You say you are not what? So he said, not knowing that the calling or the invitation was actually a command. But it is couched as an invitation. Yes, because you, 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 you must know that when certain people invite you, it's a command. Then they say, oh, oh, you are invited to my dinner. You must better know that you better be there. If you like, don't go. The meaning of it, you will see. Yes. There are certain countries you see. Anyway, let me not go into that. All right. So, let's look at Isaiah 65. And then we shall enjoy from verse 12. I've, I've closed. You see, I closed 15 minutes ago. Put it up. But this is the runway. It says, therefore, I will number you to the sword. Do you know what is uh, number you to the sword? There is something, I forget the English name. They arrange all the soldiers decimate in 10. They'll kill number 10. One, two, I don't want to num- put my hand on anybody. One, two, three, four, five. I just count the stage. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You are dead. Yeah, they use a hammer and a nail. Julius Caesar was doing that. Then 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You are dead. 21, 22, 23, 24, 12. So when they say decimate, then it means they take the every tenth. So as you are standing, they choose you. One, two, three, four, ten. One, two, three, four, ten. Ten, ten, ten. And you are off. You are numbered to the sword. Put it up. Now, therefore will I number you to the sword and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Why? Colon is coming. Are you seeing colon? Are you seeing the colon there? Because I, because when I called, because when I called, you did not answer. When I called, you didn't come. You did not answer. And when I spoke, you did not 
here. You, you people must be very careful. If God has called you to the ministry, or God has called you to serve him, say yes and say yes quickly. Yes. The call of God is, you, you, it sounds like something casual. Hey, brother, are you interested in God? Do you want to be in the ministry? Okay, you like God? Do you want to? Okay, it's nice, you know. You can also... Be careful. It, it sounds like something casual. It's not an invitation to somebody's outdooring party. It's the invitation of God is a serious thing. And he says, and look at his God's response. He said, when I called you, you did not answer. And when I spoke, you did not hear. But did evil before me and chose that wherein I delighted. You chose banking instead of me. Look at me. You see, I'm standing here preaching to all these people. Supposing I was to have said no to God. I mean, you will not really know the meaning of the, the no. Till you see somebody obeying his call. You never know what it means to not obey. Verse 13. It's not over. Those of you who think it's over. It's getting worse. Therefore, that says the Lord. Behold, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Huh? Eating and still hungry. My servant shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. My servants shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. So, those who obey him will eat, but you, you'll be hungry. It's interesting that those of us who have given ourselves to full-time ministry, we are not hungry. Continue. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you... You shall cry for sorrow. The, the verse is getting worse. Everybody who, if you are called to help, to support, to give, to help someone, it's your calling. But if you don't want to do it, it's fine. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and shall howl for vexation of spirit. Verse 15. And are you seeing that word there? And you shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the Lord God shall slay thee and call his servants by another name. You see? There are many cases available for not heeding to the call of God. It may seem to you as nothing. Uh, it's like when people steal the money for the road and people die in road accidents because the money for the road is stolen or the road is not built for whatever reason. You'll be surprised that there are multiple effects of that thing. Yeah. Are you there? That he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the name of the God of truth. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten. Verse 17. 
Oh yes. For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. Amen. And the voice of weeping shall no more be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. So God is saying that he's rather going to get people, right, who will rejoice in Jerusalem, who will rejoice in God's house, in God's work. Yes. And what is going to be the result of that? Verse 20. There shall be no more hence an infant of days, nor an old man that has not filled his days. Amen. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. These are mysterious verses. Yes. For not answering a call. Yes. Hallelujah. Verse 21. May you obey the call. To obey the call of whatever your call is. May you obey the call. Yes. And inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards. And eat the fruit of them. Amen. Verse 22. Verse 22. They shall not build. And another inhabit. Hey. How many have seen houses that have been built. But somebody else came to live in it. Hmm? <laughs> somebody say a caretaker also lives in the house. That's also another problem. And they shall not plant and another eat for as the days of a tree are the days of my people and my elect shall long enjoy. Oh, underline that part. Mine elect, or those are my chosen, shall long enjoy the work of their hands. You will enjoy the work of your hand for a long time. Oh, this is the blessing of answering the call of God. Yes. Verse 23. They shall not labor in vain. May you never work for nothing. Amen. One day I went to dedicate, I mean I visited someone, he had moved into a new house. When I went out to the veranda, he told me, upstairs, he told me two houses or so away, a man was building a house there and they had almost finished the house and he came to stand on the balcony. In fact, they said they had finished the house. Not in Ghana. He said he just held the, the balcony like this and he went over and he died. The, the house was completed. So when he says, they shall not labor in vain or they will not build an another who will inhabit. Mercy. Verse 23. Are you watching the Bible? For they, they shall not bring forth for trouble. 
Underline that one. That is bringing up children who bring trouble. Or the bringing forth leading to trouble. Hey! This is serious. Mercy. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And they are offspring with them. Amen. Verse 24. And it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. That before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, have you seen somebody who anticipates your problem and says, take this for this, because I know you are going to need this for this. He says, before they call, I will answer. No one will ask you, and I will answer. What a great blessing. So, starting from verse 12, I'll give you homework because I told you today I'm preaching for just 15 minutes. And I've already, because of you, I've broken my word. (laughs) But starting from verse 12. Therefore, will I number you to the sword. And you shall bow down to the slaughter because when I called. Anybody here who God has called, take it seriously. God's calling is not just a joke. It's a serious thing. What I'm doing is not my own idea. I see angels all around me all the time. I remember one time I was in South Africa. I went to preach there. And said, after I preached in LA, there was a, a row of White people, it was a black area. She came up to see Dr. Go. And she told him that when evangelists were free, because as soon as I finished, I, I left. She said, I saw many angels. Many, 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 many. She said, that's a gift that God has given her. She sees them. She said they were in the hall, plenty. Oh, yes. It's not something you can just do. And it's not something you just attack. If you attack somebody God has called, you'll be shocked. What is it to turn into? Isaiah 65 and verse 12. It says, you shall bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. Underline it, because when I called, you did not answer. When I speak, you did not hear. And you did evil before my eyes. One day I was in Korea. And I was with a billionaire. Yeah, it's own. Acclaimed billionaire. Not self-acclaimed, but a real billionaire. Yes. When he, when he got sick, he used to travel with his doctor. I mean, we are talking about serious uh, whatever. So one day as he was uh, moving around, I asked him, I said, will you, will you help me? Will you help us? He said, no, no, I'll never help you. He said, I'll never help you. Yeah. I mean, he's somebody who speaks freely. He said, I'll never never help you. He said, I'm called to help you, I will not help you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm called to help you, I will never help you. I mean, he just told me straight, flat. I will never help you. I'm called to help you, Yes. He said, whatever Yongicho's idea he has, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. I will never help you. I mean, he told me clearly. 
until he died. Not even five CDs. <laughs> oh yes, he knows his calling. He knows his calling. Oh yes, he obeyed his calling. He said, I will, ne- I will never help you. I mean, I've never heard anybody tell me that before, except that man. Strong. He said, no, no, never. Huh? Yes, he died with Yongicho. When Yongicho died, and he also died. Yes, they all died at the same time. Do you know that the death of God's servant are spiritually? Derek Prince and Kenneth Higgins, they died within the same week. The same week they died. In the same week. Yes. And when Yongicho died, his wife died, this man died, they all died. They were all, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I will never help you. He said, I'm called to help Yongicho. When Yongicho decided to come to Ghana, he, he paid for, he said, he paid for everything. His, he, the, not the church, the church is all He would pay for everything. He paid for everything. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, he was my friend. I used to talk with him and chat with him. He said, I, I will never help you. Uh, oh, yeah, we are chatting. We are, we are friends. But to help you, they never. So I'm called to help you. May you fulfill your calling. And not be scattering your things everywhere. Amen. Amen. You can tell this testimony to somebody. Yeah, people who don't understand your calling. Yeah. You think I can accomplish what I'm calling, I'm doing without people that are dedicated to helping. It's not possible. It's not possible. We are talking, this is millions of dollars. Yes. There's nothing that we are doing in the ministry that is not involving millions. <laughs> no comment. Oh, yes. Receive the grace to walk in, in millions and with millions. In the name of Jesus. God has called to help. How many pastors would like the people who God has called to help you when they see an outsider and the outsider is even asking for help? How many would be happy if he tells them, I'll never help you? I'll never help you. I'm helping my pastor. I mean, simple and short. Yes. May God give you such people. Put down, put, put, put the scripture. I've finished preaching. Look, these are all extra time. This is after closing. Yes, extra time. Yes. Will you remember this verse? Yes. 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 This is, this is, when I called, you didn't answer. Yeah. Yes. Pay attention to your calling. I, I just want you to take this as your homework. When you go, go and read it slowly. Yes. Read it slowly. Verse 13. Therefore, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. My servant shall drink, you shall be thirsty. My servant shall rejoice. So God knows about happiness, eating, rejoicing. He knows all these things. Oh. Verse 15. Beautiful. My servant shall sing. How many want to sing? 
He says, but you will cry. Hey. Verse 15. And you shall leave your name for a curse. Mercy. When people mention your name, it's like a curse. Eesh. Verse 16. That he who blesses himself will bless himself in the God of truth. Verse 17. For behold, I create a new heavens. You see, now he's moving on. Something new is coming. Lift your hand. I'm ready for my new season. And the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Beginning from today, you are focusing on the future. Yes. Every mistake of the past, it shall not be remembered. In the name of Jesus. You are focusing on the future. Beautiful. 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 Oh, hallelujah. But be glad and rejoice. For I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Hallelujah. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard. Receive these prophetic words. And the voice of crying. Whatever makes you to cry in the day or in the night. God is taking it away by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And the next verse. And there shall be no more hands and infants or no an old man that has not fulfilled his days. You will fulfill your days. Everyone receive grace to fill all your days. All your days. All your days. All your days. Any mishap or misfortune or bad step is averted today in the name of Jesus. And they shall build houses. No, no, the verse before, please. Ah, yes, now 21. They shall build houses and inhabit them. May you enter your house. Listen. During the conference, I prayed for people who have half-built churches. Lift your hands. May the Holy Spirit give you grace to finish everything you are building. Everything. They shall build and inhabit. May you inhabit everything God has given you to inhabit. In the name of Jesus. And they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. There are people who are jealous of me because my church members love me. Why should I not plant a vineyard and enjoy the small uh, uh, grapes from the, uh, uh, from the spirit of jealousy is broken in Jesus' name. And verse 22, verse 22, they shall not build and another inhabit. You will not sow curtains and another person will hang them. Ha! Ah. Hey! Or buy a nice marital bed. And another person will come and occupy that marital bed. In the name of Jesus. They shall not plant and another eat. Ah. That man who said, I'll never help you. You see, he didn't just say no. He should have just said no, but he didn't just say no. He said, I will never help you. Never. 
I can still picture, I was sitting in a lounge. It was, he, was, he was there with me. He was on his laptop. And he, I was alone with him in a top of a top hotel. He said, I will never help you. I was sitting there quietly. <laughs> Why? Because the verse says that they, they shall not plant and another eat. Why should I eat? Because he had been with Cho for years. He had been with Dr. Cho for many years. Who am I to get up from somewhere? Africa needs this. And so, I, 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 that's it. I don't care. No. Tell your neighbor, I am going to plant and enjoy the fruit of my plantings. Hmm. Wow. Yes. Some of you, you are in a church, a prophet can come. That's why many pastors don't invite prophets to. A prophet will come and give a word and say, I see this, this, this. Your mother's name is this, your this, this, this. Okay, come. The Lord says, see me. And before you realize, you follow the person. See me on Tuesday. Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock at my office. And when he came, the Lord spoke to me in the night. I saw you. I saw you. Do, do you have a tipper track? Yes. I saw a tipper track parked on top of a mountain. And it cannot move from the mountain. But God has given me the key to the track. Bring your seed. Plant your seed. And I'll give you the key. You, and the person said, now you have to join, you have to pay. You, have, you tell the person, I will never help, I will never help you. Yes. Learn it. Learn it. And people will stop fishing in people's waters. Yes. Just go around and say, oh, can you do this, do this, do this. Yeah. Hey, the man was wild. He didn't even win so Blink it. I mean, I will never, I will never. It was just, I will never help you. <laughs> Everybody start typing. Say, I will never help you. I'm going to do what, I'm going to do my calling. Yeah. Hmm. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. And underline, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. May you long enjoy the work of your hands to the end of your days. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord for his word to you this morning. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you to long enjoy the work of your hands. May you be faithful in your calling. May you walk in your calling. May you walk in the ways of the Lord. Father, we give you thanks. For your mighty word. Thank you for speaking to our heart. On your heart now. Receive the cue. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lay your hand on your heart now. Receive the grace to obey the call. Oh, he said, I call, you will not answer. Ha. Beginning from today, you will answer your call and be faithful to the call of God on your life. Wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever the call of God is. 
pay attention the Holy Spirit is calling you and he's telling you what to pay attention to father we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus name and everyone said amen as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you want to give your life to God today pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I don't know where you are or who you are if you came maybe somebody invited you you want to give your life to God lift up your right like this lift your right hand like this I want to pray with you God bless you God bless you pastor help me to know Jesus I want to be born again I I want to be saved I want to be born born again if you are here like that wherever you are every standing please every standing at this moment you want to give your life to Jesus lift your hand and come to me in the front here come from where you are standing come 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 from come from the back there come from upstairs come from wherever you are running, I want to pray with you come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling come on my friend come from the back come from upstairs come from the sides come from wherever Say, Jesus, I can't hear you. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Close your eyes. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Have mercy on me. Please write my name in the book of life. I give my heart. I give my life. I give my soul. I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me, for receiving me from today. I am born again, and I am following Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Now lift your right hand like this. Say after me, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I will not obey you again. I belong to God. I belong to Jesus Christ. Now lift your two hands like this. Say, Jesus, I love you. I thank you for all you have done for me. 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Look at, look at the sign. Look at the sign there. Follow me. That's one of our pastors. So follow the follow me. And they are taking you to a good place. And you come back and join us. Amen. Alright. Oh, clap for them. Clap for them. Oh, yes. Take your Holy Communion. Multiple healings taking place as you receive the Holy Communion. Healing from every curse in the name of Jesus, the body of Jesus Christ. the blood how many have made some mistakes may the Lord help you and strengthen you as you receive the blood of Jesus the Bible says that though your sins be red like crimson they shall be white as wool beginning from today you are transformed from a red whatever into a white as wool receive the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus. Lift your hands for your blessing. May the blessing of the Lord come upon you. May you experience healing from every continuous and chronic disease. Receive it in Jesus' name. Every pain, I rebuke pain and the reason for the pain in the name of Jesus. The Lord grant you long life. Grace to be a hundred years old. Grace to survive many attacks. Many dangers. Many snares. Many temptations. The Lord keep you. And the Lord grant you peace. The Lord make his face to shine on you. And give you peace. I see the Lord choosing you. And calling you granting you great grace and great favor in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost and everyone shouted Amen
God bless you. Give your Lord the loudest amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.